We've all taken different routes on our journey in beer, and today's guest has taken a path from Wigan leading to London before heading some 40 miles out to Wokingham in Berkshire. Hayley Pierce is a brewer at Siren Craft Brew. Originally from the north of England, Hayley headed south in 2008 to study biochemistry at Imperial College London. In 2012, she joined the Fuller's graduate programme and it soon became clear that her future lay in the brew house. Progressing from junior brewer to shift brewer and now with an IBD diploma in her pocket, Hayley was ready for a new challenge. At Fuller's, she helped commission and run the pilot brewery until 2021 when she was drawn by the Song of the Siren, where she continues to spread her infectious enthusiasm today. In this episode, recorded at our Brewers' Congress in London, Hayley recounts her career so far, the lessons she has learned along the way, and her hope that her journey in beer can inspire others too. Okay. Uh, it's nice to see some familiar faces out there. Um, probably most of you don't recognize me, um, but you might recognize my awesome tool belt. It did get pretty famous on socials. Um, some of you will know me as Hayley Marlow, uh, but I'm happy to say after postponing my wedding twice due to COVID, I did eventually get married last year and I'm now Hayley Pierce. So I used to Congrats. homebrew. <laughs> Thank you. I used to homebrew with my dad when I was younger. Um, and we had varying degrees of success, ranging from just about recognizable as beer down to the one we don't really talk about because it gave my dad flaky eyelids. Um, so obviously, um, I didn't think then that that hobby would become my vocation. So when Tim asked me to speak today, he asked if I could recall some of the things that I've learned along the way that might help out other aspiring brewers. Um, and I'll try to do that. However, I wouldn't have a career to talk about if it wasn't for all the help and support that I received along the way. So I'm also going to focus on all of the people and events that have influenced my career the most. So my first step into brewing was to move down from Lancashire, where I grew up, down to London, where I did a degree in biochemistry at Imperial College. In my final year, I went on a trip to Fuller's. And it was while I was speaking to the brewers there that I had an epiphany moment and realized that my degree was actually a really good match for a career in brewing. And I just couldn't get that thought out of my head. Um, and then at that point, I think that's when fate took over because not long after that, I found an advert for the Fuller's Graduate Scheme and I couldn't get my application in quickly enough. So after quite a long process, I got a call to say that I'd been selected and I just could not believe it. I was absolutely elated. So I joined the Fuller's grad scheme in September 2012. 
Um, and after four, six month rotations around the business, I was desperate to spend some time in the brewing team. So, taking my courage in both hands, I went to go and speak to George. And we spoke for a while, and I'm sure she could see how excited I was. And so she agreed to the trial. And I think had George not have taken that leap of faith and given me that chance, I might never have started my career in brewing. So thank you, George. Um, so my first day was a bit like my first day at school. I was really proud wearing my new uniform and my brand new shiny boots. Um, and I, but I did all the newbie things, getting everything wrong. Um, I kept getting lost. I didn't know what tool was for what. Um, the jargon was confusing me and the shifts were really messing with my head. But I stuck at it and I found out that I'd passed my certificate in brewing. And so I was delighted at, towards the end of that trial, George said I could do another rotation, but this time on the yeast shift. So I was cropping tanks, pitching the yeast, that kind of thing, everything going well until one particular day, um, there was a mantra that was repeated to me that was, walk your route. And whether that was pipes or hoses, it was to make sure you always had the right valves open, that kind of thing. So at the end of one of my shifts, I had to empty one of the yeast vessels. So I had a hose leading from the yeast vessel, and I had a hose leading to the waste yeast, and I just needed to join them together. And so with the yeast vessel at one bar, I went to the computer to open the valve, and I saw something in the corner of my eye, and I thought, what's that? Turned, and it was the yeast hose literally flailing around like mad, firing yeast absolutely <laughs> everywhere, and I'd forgotten to join the hoses together. Oh, oops. Um, but thankfully, I got to the end of that rotation calamity-free, um, and George said that I could join the brewing team permanently. So, yay. <laughs> so, I started the training as a brewer's assistant, so I was measuring out hops, as you can see there, and I was taking in deliveries, and adding speciality malt to the mill. And it was the most physically demanding role I'd done so far. Uh, and it was where I met my nemesis, the 25 kilo malt sack. Um, after some manual handling training, um, I could just about manage to sling the bags in, but it was tough going. So out of curiosity, I looked at some adverts for brewer's roles, and I saw that quite a lot of them specified you have to be able to lift 25 kilos. And I was quite shocked, if I'm honest. Um, I thought, but what about all the aspiring brewers that can't lift 25 kilos? Um, surely as an industry, we should be looking at ways to make it easier and open up brewing roles to a larger talent pool, regardless of their weightlifting ability. 
Um, but I'll move, I'll move on and I'll come back to that later. So in 2015, I started my training as a shift brewer and it took me two years um, to become a fully fledged shift brewer. Um, and I'd gained a couple of my diploma um, qualifications and I was feeling pretty comfortable, confident, until Fullers and Friends came along. So that was a collaboration between the brewers at Fullers and six other breweries around the country. And I was paired up with JK, or James Kemp, who was the head brewer at Marble at the time. And I couldn't believe that I was getting to brew with somebody so passionate and knowledgeable. Um, but to be honest, I did feel a bit of imposter syndrome creeping in. Um, I'd never created a beer from scratch before, but JK was brilliant. He took the lead on the recipe and he took me through each of the steps, explaining why we were using all the different ingredients. Um, and I was loving it. I thought I was like the sorcerer's apprentice. So uh, the plan was we were going to do a trial brew at Marble before we did the main brew at Fuller's. And on the day of the trial, I was so excited. I'd never brewed on a smaller, more manual kit before. Um, and I remember the atmosphere was amazing. There was music booming across the brewery. And I said to JK, do you always brew to music? And this is when I got the best bit of advice I've ever been given. He said to me, yes. Of course I do. It's really important. If you want your beer to come out well, you have got to play it the best music possible. So I'd like to thank JK because his belief in me never wavered and it was the confidence boost that I needed. So it was that experience that made me realize that I wanted to get more involved with the creative side of brewing. So. I had really enjoyed brewing at Fuller's. I felt privileged to brew somewhere that was so well known, but I definitely felt like a small cog in a massive machine. Whereas brewing with JK showed me that I could actually be an instrumental cog. And so that really excited me. So moving on in that sort of vein um, to the thing that was definitely the most influential in my career, so randomly one day in the middle of my shift, I was called into the brewing manager's office and he sits me down and he just says, Hayley, you wanna go on a holiday? So I'm looking at him confused. And so he explains, so you know that we're planning a pilot brewery. We've decided we want you to commission it and run it. So your first job is you've got to go to Bulgaria and check that it's all being built right and it's all to spec. So as you can imagine, I thought I was hallucinating. Um, so over time, learned more about the project. It became less scary. I realized I wasn't on my own. I was in a team. So there was George and there was um, an engineer and there was the guys from Gravity Systems who were the installers. And the trip to Bulgaria was amazing. 
Um, at the factory, they had these huge rolls of steel and these massive state-of-the-art laser cutters. And I was just in absolute awe. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then at the end of the tour, they took us to see our kit so we could inspect it. And so I'm standing in front of the mash tun, and I've got the diagrams. I'm looking at the mash tun, I'm looking at the diagrams, thinking, something's not right. It doesn't look right. Some of the valves aren't in the right place. So I had a quiet word with the guy from Gravity Systems. And he's looking at the master and looking at the diagram. And he's going, don't worry. Turns my diagram around and says, they're welding the feet on. It's upside down. <laughs> Whoops. So <laughs> anyway, moving on to when the pilot kit was fully built and ready to be installed. I'll pick up what I was saying about the 25 kilo malt sacks. So the pilot brewery had its own mill that was at the top of a grist case. So I would have to carry bags up steps and I was worried about doing that without hurting myself. But thankfully we came up with a solution for that which I'd like to share with you, if it works. Yeah, so you can see on the video, I had a winch, I hooked the bag up and then I just press a button to bring the bag up to myself. And then I just pull it over towards the mill. And then all I have to do is rest it down, cut it open, easy peasy. So the winch was a real game changer for me. It meant there wasn't going to be anything I couldn't do. Uh, there was no stopping me. So I was absolutely delighted. So. When it came to commissioning the Pilot Brewery, I was asked to try and brew a beer as similar as possible to Golden Pride, which was fine until I tried to figure out how many hops I needed, and I didn't know what the efficiency of the kettle would be. So the beer actually came out not bitter enough and a bit too sweet, but in the end, it didn't matter because everybody actually really enjoyed it, so I was asked to bottle it. And then when we launched the Pilot Brewery, we gave away most of the bottles of what we'd called Beer One um, as a commemorative gift. And then I remember at the end of that, one of our sales guys Perfect. came over and he asked, oh, how many bottles of Beer One have you got left? I said, about 30. So he seemed pretty pleased. He goes off. And then a week or so later, he came back. And he said, oh, have you still got that beer one? And I said, yeah. So he's like, oh, where is it? And I was like, oh, it's just up in the lab. And he's looking at me like, all of it? So Perfect. I said, yeah, it's just in a box. And then... But it was just that, a box. And he said, oh, when you said 30, you meant 30? And I was like, yeah. So, so when Haley said 30, she meant 30. A slight problem when 30,000 had just been sold into Sweden. <laughs> then... In order to honor that, we had to scale up whatever it was that I'd managed to accidentally brew and brew it on the big kit. So, um, and after settling in, Haley would work on a number of collaborations, including one for our very own Brewers Congress. And I did quite a few collabs. Um, and actually, one of them was for Brewers Congress. And I remember being really starstruck, brewing with all these brewers that I looked up to. 
Um, and I definitely didn't think then that I'd be standing here now retelling the story. That's madness. So I don't exactly know whose idea it was to challenge me with the Pilot Brewery, but that person changed the, the trajectory of my career immeasurably. And they gave me the memories and the experiences that push me forward whenever my confidence wavers. So to that person, thank you very much. Um, but as I say, um, all good things have to come to an end. And when Asahi bought Fuller's, the plans for the pilot brewery changed. And that's when I knew I was ready to do something new. Cool. So, I wasn't going to leave Fuller's for any old role. It had to be right. I knew that Siren were looking for a shift brewer. And I knew that they'd made 100 new beers the year before using bits of kit and ingredients that I was really excited to use. And I knew the head brewer, Sean, and I figured he was just the right kind of mentor. That I so in her own determined style, Hayley went for it. In the weeks before joining, she pondered what the team would be like and if she'd fit in at another brewery like she did at Fuller's. But on her very first day, any fears would be easily allayed. When all of a sudden, one of the brewers came hurtling out of the office, just shouting, Marco, Marco, and some other stuff that I didn't hear. Sean was looking stressed. He's going, what's going on? Is everything OK? And he's just met with this calm, confused reply. Yeah, of course, everything's OK. I just didn't want Marco to miss the sandwich man. So <laughs> at that point, obviously, I knew I was going to fit in perfectly. So working with Sean has been brilliant. Um, during my training, there was a few things that I found I was physically struggling with and I was worried about talking to him about these things. But I needn't have worried. Sean's take on the issues were that the failing was not on me at all. It was the failings of the way the processes were being carried out. And so since then, we've worked together to improve these processes. And although it started off as a way to help me, it's actually ended up helping the whole team. So thank you, Sean. Um, so the past two years have absolutely flown by. Um, I've loved learning so many new things and getting to grips with the kit. Although one bit of kit did give me a fright one morning when I was opening the shutters. I saw that on the left and for a split second thought, oh, it's a Dalek. It was in fact not a Dalek and instead it was the brewery spin bot on its manoeuvres. And as we approach 2024, Hayley is looking forward to the future. Um, obviously, I'm really proud of everything that I've achieved. I think that... But in her career to date, Hayley is grateful for those people that she feels have propelled her forward. I think that that shows as an industry that we are making headway towards better inclusivity. I just hope that in the future, female brewers can share my pride not because they feel lucky that they've made it in a male-dominated industry, but simply because they love doing a job that, for me, is the best job you can do. 
and I think we can get there. And I hope that the things I've shared with you today show that we can all be that difference for an aspiring brewer as long as we are willing to look for the opportunities. Thank you very much. The Brewers Journal podcast is a production of Reby Media. Produced and hosted by Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And special thanks to Hayley Pierce of Siren Craft Brew.